those good old-fashioned values, the first and hopefully last Seth MacFarlane podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Spencer, a.k.a. The Lonely Photon on Twitter. Joining me as always is Andy, a.k.a. at X underscore Anarchoanon on Twitter. And um, Ty, uh, a.k.a. at Bobo underscore Circus on Twitter. I'm not here. <laughs> All right, we're talking about season three of American Dad this time. And, uh, folks, uh, what do we think of it? Uh, it was good. It was good. It was honestly not anything super special, but it did what it does well. It's consistently better written, more clever than Family Guy, and it's just a fun watch. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, even though some episodes were kind of stagnant. I I like this season. I felt the same way about it that I did about season two, though, where, yeah, it's still good, but I know American Dad gets better than Family Guy, but it hasn't quite, like, consistently reached that for me yet. Like, I... It's still just hovering around the same, like, levels that, like, the good season, Family Guy seasons do. Where, like, yeah, this is a seven. This is genuinely pretty good. But, you know, some some stinker episodes in there. But otherwise, it's pretty fine. Mm. Uh, so I actually wasn't that big of a fan of this season. Really? Yeah. Playing against the current here. Yeah, um, it's undeniably a lot more clever than even the better Family Guy seasons, but... I don't know, just the amount of times I actually laughed was pretty low. And the, honestly, it just, it kind of became a chore to watch after a certain point. Like, really? it's, it's, hmm. I, I think it might just because I binged a lot of it really fast, but it really just, after time went on, it just, I don't know. I, I struggled to pin down why. And to be fair, the show I did think, the season did get, I think, get stronger as it went on. But a lot of it just didn't feel all of that remarkable. And I do think it's a stagnation problem. Well, it's not remarkable. I think I don't. But my, my, I think where I'm coming from that you guys are not on the same page as is. I really don't think it has to be remarkable. I think it's like a workmanlike show, and it does a good job the whole way through. Sure, but like that workman level isn't hitting the same highs as Family Guy does. Yeah, I That's mean, what, to drew us all to Family just Guy. Work is all. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> what drew us all to Family Guy is that it's like an anti-workman-like show. It's very lazy, it's haphazard, but it's slash and burn yeah. and extremely funny. And this is, you know, really clever. It is workman-like. It's impressive. But in terms of being, like, a funny show, it's not quite there yet. And again, I, I think it's worth reiterating. You will, I think, I'm pretty sure, ne if not next season, definitely by season five, you will start seeing that. Because it's, uh, there is something important to mention about this season. This is the last full season of American Dad in hand-drawn animation. After this oh. season, uh, they, they, they still have some some leftover episodes next season. Uh, I forget which, the, which episode it is, but next season, we will be dealing with the modern uh, digitally animated art style. Um, but that's, that's, that's for another time. I, you know, I'm not, we don't want to jump the gun. I, this feels like a lot of, like, you know what, this 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 season f makes me feel the same way that I do a lot when I watch Futurama, where I like a lot of the character stuff. I think it all works and is clever, but it's it's just not that funny. It's just yeah. not... It, it doesn't quite pop, really. It's like all the pieces are there and it's solid, but there's some key element missing to really push it over the edge. It's You know what it is? I don't know. I, I think... I, I respect that it comes from a time when comedy didn't have to be funny. <laughs> I can get uh, that. Y you know what it is? 
It's missing that really, like, sharp McFarlane darkness. It's still, it's still kind of in that political, like, early 2000s mudge. And, and again, we will, since, you know, Bush leaves office next year, we will be getting away from that. So, I, I would say that this season is at its strongest when it really becomes dark and when it really, like, one thing, one of the key developments I noticed this season is that they feel like they don't have to put a bow on the end of episodes anymore at certain points. Like, they can not return to the status quo on screen with the implication that it'll happen off screen in um, episodes like... But no, some of the later episodes, uh, they don't have to resolve everything, and it's... I think it works a lot better. Yeah. No, I, I agree with Spencer in that uh, I think that it does, it, it doesn't feel super comfortable with itself now, which, like, I get if that's something that, you know, it feels a bit stiff compared to, maybe not Family Guy at, at like, the same time in its production, but definitely, like, Family Guy, like, of, you know, it's, like, the contemporary Family Guy, it does feel a bit stiff, and I get why that doesn't work for people, and I, I do think that they kind of get more comfortable in, like, 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 more, more willing to go, like, Maybe not even take big swings, but like let things dangle in a way that yeah. they're not really. You know what like else? It's very methodical right you, now. You know what else is, I think, a thing, and, and I'll talk about this a little more when we get to the character stuff in a little bit, but one of the things I think I've noticed is so season two was like, we're going to stop doing the cutaways. And I don't think it's like the, the plots are smarter than Family Guy, but I don't think they're at the point yet where they can completely like. The, the, the sort of fun absurdity that we get is enough to quite fill the void yet. Like, it's not, yeah. like, like it's it's close, but it, I'm going to transition this nicely into the character stuff. I think a lot of that is because Roger, while he is much closer, isn't fully there yet. Mm. So, um, I'm not really familiar with later Roger. How is he different in later seasons? You know how, like, Peter is, like, a chaos god? Like, yeah. Roger is that times ten. And, and mm. with infinite money like like, yeah, he, like and he also leans a lot more on the like roger is more disguised than alien in later seasons yes and also imagine if peter's cutaway abilities were just the main plot mm, yeah i can definitely see yeah he he's fun and he's enjoyable but he's still definitely leaning on that early stewie kind of or not early stewie but late stewie kind of sassy gay guy stuff i i will say i will say also the first episode which is not one of the episodes we're talking about in the back half i thought the stan and uh steve stuff that was pretty throwaway and disposable i think they opened with a pretty strong roger bit yeah the i i will say like, I, like, that is yeah the whole virginia wolf pair that, that is one that still sticks with me like even though i saw it when i was like 13 like, yeah i love that i love that roger that just going francine or i forget what francine's fake name is but it's just it's like tell janet them. or something yeah, yeah yeah just tell them how you killed our baby amanda like just that like perfect yeah. like sassy like coldness it's and a it, really inspired parody that is kind of, that character, that confidence and control that Roger has is the main direction they go with his character. But you also got stuff like um, it's it's where he meets the Roger hangs out with the other kid. Um, oh, uh, At the abusive terrestrial. Yes, episode that five. that that feels like a very season one and two Roger plot. Like you've still got some of these. We still have aren't fully confident to just let Roger do anything, and he's still like he's still like. 
they haven't fully committed to the personas yet. I think is the yeah. They're, they're which yeah, and Andy Andy is totally right in that all of the high moments for Roger this season happen in episodes where personas play a part. Like that, uh, I would argue that the ice skating one's pretty strong. The whole yeah. disco one, I like. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, Roger definitely feels like he, he has a ways to go, and those episodes that... But I think it's it's worth pointing out, they are starting to get a beat on what works with them. It's just they, yeah. they, they're, they're not sure what doesn't work yet. And I, I don't even think the alien stuff all... I think the alien stuff is more hit or miss than the costumes. I don't think it, like, straight up doesn't work, and no. I think they still get good stuff out of it. But yeah, they start going in that direction of, like, the personas, which are usually pretty, pretty more solid than the alien stuff and they go that way after this yeah other than that do you all think that there's any big developments with the characters i i think i think much like with season the jump from season one to season two uh you you get that same level of oh klaus is less annoying this season again yeah He's he's yeah he's yeah. just in the sidelines just kind but of but they have they whatever. still haven't gotten to realize that they yeah. should make him the Meg yet so he's kind of in a weird middle ground but I, I like what they're they're that he has like a boring and pointless life is sort of what yeah. they're they're going for this season I, I think Francine gets to be less nice if that makes yeah. sense. She, she, she like she's still she's still gen- like you know genuinely like a kind person and you know she she is nice more than she isn't but she gets plot where she's allowed to just be like pissed off and like not particularly kind to people which is something that they kind of shied away from in earlier seasons. Yeah, no, I I do think that Francine, I I've been really impressed. Like even though I didn't like the season, I have been impressed by her character and how they get all these different dimensions to her. Like they get the sort of. Marge Simpson concerned mother stuff, the kind of uninhibited Lois Griffin stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. You, yeah. There's. A- I I would also say um, Steve. They also they they work more into sort of the 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 youth of the show. He is very yeah. much. He is easily it, leave it yeah. in, no leave an impression on like he's very impressionable, impressionable this season, which I, I think yeah. is a good a good way to go with Steve Haley. Haley, they from the beginning, they, there's been, like, they've been pretty clear about, like, she's kind of uh, willing to abandon her liberal values when it's, like, convenient for her, which is kind yeah. of a big joke in the character. I think they, they go harder on it this season, for sure. But, like, uh, even in the first episode with the camp refugee, where she's just, like, chilling out in the UN base, like, for three weeks. Yeah. We, we, we do get more that, like, Haley is, like, bad at being the moral voice of the show. Yeah. And, but it's it's still... Which is like, something that's yeah. always been there, but, yeah. 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 And, again, it's it's committed more, but it's it's not quite as much of a noticeable as, a, as I'd like it to be. Uh, also, Stan- I just wanted to add something about Haley, is that uh, one thing that's uh, a smart move on the show is they made her an adult, and that yes. kind of adds a new dimension. Like, having a young adult character is something that... Simpsons couldn't do, South Park couldn't really do, uh, Family Guy couldn't do, not even Cleveland Show really does. So, like, having a, like, a, you know, an adult character who isn't one of the parents is, actually allows for a lot of new stuff, and I, like, yeah, that's one of the strong yeah. suits of the show. Also, the running joke of dropping Haley into a trapdoor is established this season, that it's, yeah. it pays dividends. Yeah, I love that, but... Stan, I would say, is mostly unchanged. He's a bit more, yeah. he's a bit more, like openly hypocritical this season but it's it's yeah it's still he's stan he's stan yeah he i i think the trajectory that you see in stan through the whole thing is that 
he gets less strict and more goofy, and I think, like, you can definitely notice that, but it's really kind of glacial compared to the, the other characters. But he also never goes full Peter, either, is the thing. No, obviously. Oh. One thing I noticed with Stan is that not as much as him changing, but the idea of the show changing. The first season of the show, like, in my notes for the first season of the show, uh, what I wrote was a uh, sub-Colbert rapport, basically. And yeah. it, it did feel like a reaction... Um, to, you know, the Bush era where it was just like, uh, we gotta show those conserva frauds what what's the what their deal is. Um so there's a lot of like really annoying parodies of like, you know right. that type that era of conservatism. And they drop that I mean they don't drop it, but they like use it less and less and less. Well, it's one of those things where it's, I feel like it's an easy way to get into a project like this is like from that character angle of like you know, oh, it's a show about, you know, a really conservative guy written by liberals. Like, that's the joke. And then as you go and you actually start to characterize the characters more, you're like, okay, well, now we can actually build plots and not and, just, like, and, 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 you know, yeah. shit. It's also yeah. worth reminding that uh, next season will be the last season in the Bush era. So, like, they they, they have to stop relying on it after this because um, it's, it's a whole new world. And it's funny that that's probably the best round the show's ever had then. I also, but I, I, I do will say this. Haley's, uh, st- like, still basically the same, you know, uh, Jeff didn't touch, but characters have had slightly tweaks. One thing, the one thing I will give this, this season way props over season two is this, this show, this season's way, I feel like, stronger about its side characters and is more yes. comfortable with using them. Mm. Jeff, this is, this is when Jeff starts to become, like, almost, not entirely, but closer to being part of the main cast. Like, he is more yeah. of a feature than he has been at, like, at any point before. And and not, not just him, but uh, this is where we start realizing, oh, hey, Greg and Terry are actually, like, really strong characters that, that are good yep. foils for the Smith. Lewis doesn't get as much play as I, as I want, but he still gets good stuff. Steve's friends yeah. get a big show this season. There's they're, a, like, they're a number way of plots this revolve, yeah. But I mean, even one of my, like, I think my favorite better, episode. Show up more. Yeah. What is it? The Magnificent Steven, Steven, which is one of my favorite um, episodes of the show, is based around the friends. The only friend that I don't really like is the uh, Asian student. And what? I, I, I love like Toshi. Toshi. Toshi's my Toshi is my favorite just because no, every it, line he like they're they're able to make every line into a joke with it's, him. It's also that. really yeah. it's also really funny when they introduce his sister and mother and they just speak English and he yeah. doesn't. Okay, that is a good bit, but I don't know. He just it really just feels like one. Yeah, he. I will say I like Toshi, but he is very one note. But I yeah. I, I like that one. But, I, but that's why they don't make Toshi a main character. Is my thing. But like, I, I it's fine to have a one note character if they're part of an ensemble. And and we've kind of gotten this already. But this season, you can definitely tell that Snot is the alpha friend. He is the Millhouse. Yeah. He is the the he's the one. He's and he and again also. Oh my God, Snot is so much better than fucking Neil. Like Neil, like Snot. Yes, Neil's Neil, annoying. Yeah, Neil, Neil's a loser. Snot is like an actual like character and human being, and I, I like that. I also think it's mm. part of that is because Neil never got to be like ne- never got to be as close to the main cast as Snot does, and I think that had like Neil showed up as much as Snot does, maybe they could have done something with him. But as it stands, he's really like in a kind of window. Sure. Yeah, Neil nothing, got like bet- yeah. Neil got yeah. replaced by uh, his dad, so <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was a terrible decision. Avery's still good. Yeah, Bullock's still real. I I, th- I think Hello. um yeah God I, I I think they use the other CIA members a bit better, but I still don't think they're quite fully formed yet. But you know I progress. Still, I still don't know any of their names. 
I, uh, I know Dick. Uh, yeah, but it's ones. until I know their names, I'm not really gonna count them as like supporting characters. Yeah. You know, they're kind of like pieces of the CIA. Whatever. That's true. Um, other than that, uh, so do we have anything else that we want to discuss for the season in general? Since not particularly, uh, it's uh, honestly they do a bit more high concept stuff this season, and it's kind of oh. hit or miss. But yeah. I, I think that when it works, like, it's cool that they're trying it, you know? Yeah, I, I agree. I think that, like, you know, I wasn't a huge fan of the season, but a mediocre high-concept episode is more watchable and more interesting than a mediocre, like, sitcom episode. You know, a yeah, lot of like, the high-concept stuff... Oh, go on. No, you. I, I was just gonna, like, give an example of, like, I'm not a big fan of the Apocalypse episode. That one kind of doesn't really do anything. Yeah. Buckle's not a very interesting character, but, like, the uh, Christmas one where, like, they... The Ghost of Christmas Past comes. That one's an all timer. Yeah, that one's fun. Yeah, and I and it's 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 not even close to being my favorite American Dad Christmas episode. They get uh, really. Yeah. Good oh, they're so. I good will at the say. Th- I, I will say that uh, there's the kind of Family Guy cultural reference problem here, where a lot of the stuff they're parodying feels really out of step. It's 2006, so I guess parodying like World of Warcraft was a big thing at the time, but they don't yeah. do it very well. And it feels really hackneyed in this season. One of South Park's uh, big uh, structural, one of its advantages that it has over most shows is the way the fast turnaround time means yeah. that they can they like, really like, stay on top of the news. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I was just going to say that the uh, Spencer brought up the video game episode, and I agree that they, it's kind of a limp dick parody, but the, the animation in that episode is so amazing. Like, it, it is so head and shoulders above, like, its competitors, like, just for that one episode that I will go back and watch that episode just for fun. Like, it is literally, like, full service, like, like real, like, artisan shit. Mm, yeah. Uh, but no, I, I appreciate the increasingly high concept stuff. This is something that even, like, it took a while for Family Guy to really start doing, and they do it a lot more yeah. than Family Guy, too. And, and again, this is, it's also worth noting, this show is still, like, I would say, pretty... This is a toned-down version of the show, still. Like, this yeah. is not... Yeah, it gets way weirder. Yeah. Yes. Weirder and much more high-energy. You know, I think that, ultimately, what kept me out of this season is that the energy levels weren't very high. And they yeah. weren't, like, low in a way that... A lot of Family Guy seasons I like are low-energy, but they're kind of in a perverse way, where you're just confused and disoriented, where this is just you know, more low-energy. Like, a lot of good family uh, low energy stuff has like a good hangout feel. This isn't really a hangout season. Yeah, it isn't, <laughs> and I think that's the problem. Now there is I did realize there is big, one big side character we have to talk about. What we're going to talk about her episode, so it's fine. Other than that, uh, do we have anything to add, or should we move on to the second half? It's pretty good. This no. show, it's fine. Yeah, I, like I wasn't it. a fan. I, I, but... I am on record of being a, a fan of the show above other McFarlane projects, and I think I, I, it, I, I, it gives me a reason. I, I still agree with that. I just don't think we're quite there yet, but we will get there. All right. All right, we're going to go on to the second half and talk about some episodes in detail. See you in a sec. It once was thought to be a fairy meant voting for Bill or Carrie, but not today. We're red and we're gay. All right, and we're back. Uh, the first episode we're going to do is the American Dad After School special. Since this is during my episode, before before we go into the um, the the real meat and potatoes, I want to realize something else that I, I, I didn't like that much about this season, but I think um, misses, like, even from Family Guy of this era, is that there weren't really any, like, 
proper like adventure episodes this season. Like it was just yeah, kind of we were kind of oh, stuck I disagree. in the house a lot. The, the mystery one, and I would argue the Christmas one are kind of there, but I, I think that there's certainly less. Uh, anyway, the American Dad after school special. So, uh, Steve has a Jillian. Yeah, Steve yeah. has a goth GF. Um, who's overweight? Yeah, has a big and uh, and she's cool. Stan is confused by this, um, and it's like, oh, why would you date a fat girl? And it makes him get fat, but actually, it makes him get anorexic. He convinces himself he's getting yeah. fatter, but in reality, he's imagined like a personal trainer abusing him, and he's getting anorexic. And then eventually, they send him to an anorexia support group, which is basically just a club for teenage girls. That are mean to each other and anorexic. And everyone's concerned about it. So Steve dumps Debbie and is like, hey, uh, I need to help my dad. And, you know, the story kind of the storylines converge at a restaurant where Roger is taking out Debbie because Roger's in love with Debbie. And Stan is there also. And Steve um, and it all comes together at the end. And Steve is like. Tells Stan, like, you know, you need to get your shit together. I dumped my girlfriend to help you and you're not doing anything. And then Debbie overhears this and agrees to get back together with uh, Steve. And Stan is like, all right, well, I guess I'll get my shit together and start eating again. And then he does. Um, so why did you choose this one, Andy? I, uh, well, I picked this one because, you know, it's, again, much like Bajillion, this is a, this is a, we're going to try out this character. I will say, this might be a hot take. I don't think this is actually, like, the the American Dad, like, I think there is a character later on that works much better as a part of a couple with Steve. Which is? Um, uh, I forget her name, but, uh, Toshi's sister. Oh, Kimiko, I think. Yeah, yeah, I like, yeah. I like them as a couple, but we'll get into that when we get Yeah. But, the, but she's fine. I will say, the one thing I don't like about this episode, like, I, I, I don't think the Roger stuff in this episode works. It's yeah. pretty mediocre, I feel like. Like, he, he doesn't really do anything, like, super in his, his wooing. He's just creepy and boring in the closet. It feels very much like season two, Roger. Um, All right, what were you going to say, Ty? So, it, it's funny that that's what brought you to this episode, because the reason this episode's really interesting to me is that I, I don't know, you know, I'm not, I, I don't have issues with it, and I don't, so I don't know how effective it is as, like, uh, a, a visualization of anorexia, but I think that... They definitely take, I mean, and obviously they crack jokes about it in, like, the way that, you know, Family Guy does, where it's kind of, you know, that tension between, like, caring about the subject and having to make jokes about it. But but I think they, they make an effort to at least be, at, at least put thought into their portrayal of anorexia, like, the, the yes. idea, like, the reveal of, like, Stan thinks he's getting fat, but in reality he's, like... Yeah you know, dangerously thin. I, I don't know if that's exactly what it feels like, but it, I think it's definitely an attempt to to visualize what being anorexic might be like, and I think that's ballsy, at least. The bait-and-switch, I think, is very effective. Like, it's a really yeah. clever thing. It's yeah. subtle, and it's and it's it comes at just the right time. Yeah. I wanted to say that the show is really good at... It kind of sets up a path for a certain sitcom plot, and then it kind of swerves from it. It usually does that. Like, you think that, oh, they're, like, sticking lard into his food. Yeah. And then you realize it's, no, he's yeah. just anorexic. Yeah. No, I mean, they are sticking lard into his food, but it's, like, they are doing it because he is dangerously thin and not because they're, like, plotting to make him fat yeah. or whatever. No, it's a, it's a good bait-and-switch. And the show does a lot yeah. of really good bait-and-switch with, like, pretty straightforward plots. Yeah, and, I, again, I don't know, like, I don't know if that's what 
having, like, anorexia actually feels like, but I think they are at least making an effort to, like, visualize it in a way that isn't just, like, making him super skinny, like, right off the jump, you know? Like, yeah. they're trying to dramatize it. I will say, though, the one thing I don't like about the anorexia stuff is, with Zack, they either should have cut him, because basically, uh... Yeah, that part was kind of goofy. Yeah, he hallucinates uh, a weight trainer. Or a personal yeah. trainer, Steve. Yeah, his yeah. own little, like, Tyler Durden. He either should have committed and made it, like, a stronger thing of him being crazy, or, like, cut it entirely. Like, it's just kind of, like, unnecessary yeah. where it is right now. Yeah, I, I think the episode probably would have worked better if Zack was not a part of it. He's not particularly funny, and it kind of muddies up the whole, like, issue of the anorexia. Yeah. yeah. Um, Otherwise, I think it's an good. interesting choice, at least. Yeah, I that part was... Yeah. Sometimes I think they went a bit... A, a bit hard on the anorexia, like the the traditional anorexia jokes, but I, I think it was a good like pairing but, uh, to have Stan like dealing with a bunch of teenage bitchy girls. So let's also just talk about this now. How do we feel about Steve and Bucky, like at all? Do Becky? Or sorry, I forget her name. Uh, oh, Debbie, oh, Debbie, Debbie. Debbie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I like Debbie. Yeah, she's yeah, fine. she's cool. I, I like how they make a fat character whose defining characteristic isn't that she's fat. Like, you know, yeah. or specifically a fat woman character, since if there's a fat woman character on a show, you know, when we get to the Cleveland show, I'm probably going to only be praising the fat woman character on that show. But in this one, the, uh, they, what is it? They kind of let her just be her own self and like they make yeah. eating jokes, but she's mostly just a person. No, I mean, it, it is cool that she gets to be like a per like, and, and that's the thing that I, I like American Dad over like a lot of Seth MacFarlane's other stuff is that their characters get to be characters and not just gags, like outside of the main cast. And even sometimes in the main cast, who are, you know, a lot of times in later Family Guy, kind of just gags. I do think that Steven and Debbie do have decent chemistry, even if, you know, I, I, I like a different pairing better. This is still a pretty good one. It's kind of a shame that, that uh, she's gone next season. Yeah, they don't bring her back, which is sad. Um, yeah, this is disappointing. Still, I, I was surprised when they, like, didn't break up with her at the end of the episode. They at least let that hold over. That's a nice little change of pace. She only came back, like, one time. Uh, I, I don't yeah, know if, cool. if Ty would agree. With, actually, I'm pretty sure you will. Uh, stronger character than Jillian. Yeah. I mean, I like Jillian, for sure, but, like, Jillian isn't really a She is a character insofar as any Family Guy character, like, can be a person, you know? She, she is a strong character for Family Guy when Debbie is just kind of, like, a strong yeah. character. I also liked the uh, the running bit with Haley. This episode of like saying like uh, you know it's okay that you, you know you're fat or whatever like that, but fat people are still disgusting. Like that little hypocrisy remind. It feels like a very lowest joke. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I yeah. wanted to also add that uh, I I really love the running bit. This isn't related to the episode, but I love the running bit of Stan just having like a completely irrational and violent hatred towards the fat friend of of Steve's like just yes. randomly just snapping at yeah. him just going, I am going to kill you they don't they don't do that quite that much but it is a constant little running thing in the background of yeah no the, he hates Barry anything else all right let's head over to Lincoln Lover Lincoln Lover uh so this is my episode basically Stan. it's a Spencer episode uh, yeah it, it is kind of well kind yeah. of um so, yeah, basically the plot is that uh, Stan takes Steve to uh, an RNC convention, or like a local conservatives convention, and he's like, oh, gay people suck, they're not allowed in here. And then uh, he gets passed over for a speaking position at the RNC. Uh, he is 
really pissed off about that, and then he uh, he's like, you know, we're we're losing our Republican values. I'm going to write a play about the first Republican, Abraham Lincoln, and uh, he writes a show about Abraham Lincoln and his bodyguard, which uh, has very homoerotic undertones, and eventually becomes a sleeper hit in the uh, in Langley Falls' underground gay scene. Uh, he is invited to the a meeting of the Lincoln Republicans or the log cabin Republicans, who uh, are are basically you know in the real world a group of you know gay Republicans. Uh, and he's at first kind of put off, but then they uh, they they do a song and dance number for him that wins him over. Uh, he becomes closer and closer to them. Uh, and Greg, yeah. right? Yeah. Greg is a member of it, and he gets close to Greg and uh, Terry, who is a Democrat eventually finds out and kind of blows up at Greg about it. Uh, Stan is not allowed to go on a cruise with them, so he tries to hook up with Terry uh, while Greg is on the cruise because he wants to become gay enough to join the log cabin Republicans. Uh, He realizes that being gay isn't a choice, and then he gets to speak at the RNC for the original group, and he gives a rousing speech about how being gay is not a choice and that the energy that they spend hating the gays could instead be used on hating liberals, and everyone cheers, and everyone yeah. loves so, each other. So, uh, I, I would like to uh, say, normally, we make fun of spend any time there is a blonde-haired, uh, ho- vaguely homoerotic twink on uh, Seth MacFarlane show, we make fun of Spencer for it, but I don't think Spencer would ever date a Republican, or be this bougie. The thing I wanted to say about this is outside of talking about how this hand issue handles like gay gay stuff i this is something i've been wanting for two seasons now of uh this is the real introduction of greg and terry as a character like they 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 moved in in season one the show has done absolutely nothing with them and it's fun and it's about damn time they finally got into them because they're probably some of the most like iconic american dad side characters it's basically them and lewis and and maybe snot but like you know, it's it's a much smaller pool than Family Guy is is the the thing, mm. right? And that's something that we've talked about in the past. How it's kind of a weakness. But uh, Spencer, do you have anything you want to say about the episode? So uh, first thing is is that this episode, you know, normally Family Guy is not very good with the gays, <laughs> as we've talked about yeah. repeatedly. These guys aren't. Oh, don't don't steal my bit. But I was going to bring up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can bring it up right now, but. So what Spencer is going for, and the reason why I picked this episode, is that uh, unlike some of the backlash that Family Guy has gotten from the gay and lesbian community, uh, this one was actually received very well, mostly for, I, I guess, uh, preaching a message of tolerance and showing that you know even gay people can have different political opinions because it was awarded, the, or it was nominated, I don't know if it was actually awarded, but it was nominated for the Outstanding Individual Episode Award at the 18th Glad Media Awards, which is kind of surreal to think about. That a McFarlane project got got real buzz in the gay community. Yeah, yeah, no. The first time his own community welcomed him. Um, <laughs> for, yeah. if, in case anyone cares, the uh, thing that won for 2007 instead of Amer- this episode of American Dad was apparently a Grey's Anatomy episode. Come on. Uh, Jesus oh, Christ. Boo. Man, come on. The fuck is wrong well, other nominees, watches Grace Anatomy besides moms? moms? Yeah, other no. other nominees were Cold Case, How I Met Your Mother, and Thirty Rock. I'm pretty glad How I Met Your Mother didn't win, but do you think do you think Grace Anatomy turned a bunch of moms into Fujoshis? Just that episode. <laughs> what is Fujoshi? Oh, that's uh, what? <laughs> oh no, I know what Fujoshi is. Okay. But why would why would Grace Anatomy? That is the that? strongest reaction. Is it Akira? Spend- yeah. <laughs> 
No, it's you said it one for uh, LGBT issues, so I just imagined it was a gay yeah. episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't think that that's what Fujio's. I don't think that that's what that is. You if, do if what I think it is is what I think it it's, is. It's women who are obsessed with gay men. That's yeah. Oh, I thought no. I'm thinking of Fuda. Never mind. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, that... well, I see where you're coming from, but I don't know. If okay, I, 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 I get what you're saying. Yes. Oh um, God. Really I like slipping. Steve's role in this, where he, he, he got indoctrinated by Steve, or by Stan, and then became a bad influence on Stan, it, just like he it was feels a bad a little bit, on him. It feels a little bit more childlike than I think they usually go with Steve, which is, I, I don't know, your mileage may vary, but I, I see why they It works it. for this episode, and I don't really know who you'd replace his role with. Um, right. Klaus. No. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe, actually. Because he does have the, like, traditional German thing going on, maybe. Yeah, but it would be less of a morality. I, 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 think, it's, I think it's a little interesting that they, in such a gay-focused episode, it may be good, they, they didn't really use Roger that much. I, I just wanted to say, here's a, here's a think-piece question for you all. Do you think this episode is uh, too nice to Republicans? Yes. There we go. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I, n- more yeah, more than I would be, but for like liberals of the time, especially with Bush on the decline, like I, I think this was kind of the prevailing. Yeah, this was in yeah. just starting of the era of we're act. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna win in '08. Like we're gonna win. Yeah, we're when they go low, we go high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because we can at this point. You can you can start feeling yeah. the Obama in the air, even if it's not quite there yet. Um. Uh, what else? Um, I don't really have anything else about this. I just thought it was so funny that like Glad was like, "No, we actually like this one." It's yeah. fine. It's fine. It's. Yeah. I mean, look, look. Let's com- compare this to the episode where Peter gets the gay gene. Yeah, that one was a bit more problematic. Yeah, like, well, that one was funnier. Stuff. Just that, like that one was. Funnier. It, it's funnier, yes, but this is about representation, not like quality. The idea of being infected with a gay gene and then getting gang raped is not great for gay defamation. I mean, that's your opinion. fight against gay defamation. Uh, yeah. Whatever you say. <laughs> right, that's, that, yeah, that's I, what Spencer's going to think I, about when yeah. we're done with I, 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 I do like the, uh, the little bit that uh, Stan and Terry have. I, I, I believe the terminology is I'm a power bottom or a power top. Um, <laughs> power yeah, top. that's great. Yeah, yeah I don't, not, not much to say about that this episode besides that. I thought it was funny. Uh, yeah, no, uh, other than that, the last one we're gonna talk about is Bush Comes to Dinner. This, I, I feel like is them kind of getting a lot of the Bush jokes, or at least trying to get a lot of the Bush jokes out of their system. Yeah. Especially because this was, I mean, this was really when kind of the death knell of Bushism was, was really in full swing. Like, this was, what, 2007? Yeah. Yeah, this was, like, everyone hates Bush. Yeah. He had, like really catastrophic approval ratings it it was it's kind of remarkable to think about like can you ever see trump like having that much like hatred on that level i really can't no i i I mean but to be fair if bush was president 10 years later i would see him having like similar approval ratings to trump probably Mm -hmm. yeah i can see that but anyways uh yeah no the obama era is in full swing or not in full swing but the obama era is really starting to approach and bush comes to dinner he basically comes to the smith's house because stan sort of wins an essay writing contest kind of sort of he he comes in second and the first place was disqualified yeah yeah Haley just like tries to needle him on the iraq war the entire time but bush just like goes hog wild starts drinking and 
Stan has a good time with him, uh, and then later realizes, oh shit, I need to, I need to reel him in. Well, Stan isn't the one who gets him drunk. Yeah. Roger, yeah, gets, Roger him gets him drunk, and Stan bad. is trying, kind of trying to corral because, him because he has been dry for fifteen years. Because Roger yeah. thinks he knows where Ben Laden is. Yeah, yeah, no. And by the way, that B plot is pretty lame. The whole yeah, it is. I I think it was kind of, and this is something that this season has a good number of where. It's B-plots that are kind of not super there, but they're just kind of meant to draw a line between A and B, like, or connect to something in the main plot, yeah. which is... And I've complimented, yeah, I've complimented the show on, like, its ability to give all of the main characters something to do, but sometimes that's something to do is really lackluster, you know? Yeah. Other than that, uh, the Bush stuff, um, it... You know, Andy, you mentioned this a lot, where... Uh, there's this notion of Bush as, like, you know, just a bumbling idiot, basically, and how he kind of leaned into that image, um, and how that's kind of helped him get rehabilitated. And this does feel like, you know, the most 2007 liberal depiction of Bush we can get. The the episode yeah. literally ends on the line, eh, he's better than Cheney. Yeah. Like... That sums it up. That sums it up. It, it really they does give him the game away there. Everything bad that happened was Cheney's fault. Which, I mean, like, Cheney probably was the most guilty of anyone in the Bush administration, but don't fuck. Come on, man. Hey, guys. Do you think about his name? His name is Dick. <laughs> Dick and Bush. Yeah. Yeah, Dick and Bush. Like, like we, what if instead his name was Asshole Cheney? I get him. Uh, I, I will say, um, <laughs> I'm trying to, like, remember more stuff, because I do remember when I was watching it feeling like, eh, this is, it's, it's innocuous, but there are at least some good jokes here, but I, I, in, uh, looking back, it's like, eh, maybe, I, um, I also forgot to take notes for this episode for some fucking reason. Oh, how did you feel about the Dolly Parton thing? I mean, it's not any anything special. I love Dolly Parton. I like that, like, it's pretty straightforward about Dolly Parton being good, I think was mostly just, like, a, a kind of quirky reason for Roger to need money to kind of spur the Bin Laden thing, but it's fine. It worked. A lot of this season is just, it worked. Yeah. A lot of Star Wars references in this episode in particular. They go for, like, two really? of them. Really? Uh, I, I didn't notice them. The, yeah, all the Star the, Wars references on McFarlane stuff blends together. How, how did you not, the Hoth thing, the Hoth thing of uh, the snow oh, plan, but they yeah, also yeah. make a uh, revenge they also do the uh, Revenge of the Sith like little line. I'm trying. I I, I do like that they they call attention to because I feel like a lot of people, especially nowadays, completely forgot that like Bush was actually supposed to be like much like with John F. Kennedy, he wasn't supposed to be the presidential Bush. It was supposed to be Jeb, right. which is really fucking every day yeah, that Jeb, gets more Jeb funny. Jeb fucked up his gubernatorial race. Yeah. Yeah. And just also, I mean. Jeb's just a born loser. Like, do you think he could have gotten in in Bush's place, like, even if no, the timeline hadn't been fucked no, up? No, because cause here's the thing. Bush had, Bush had to run a really fucking dirty campaign to beat McCain. I don't think Bush could yeah. have. But, like, Jeb could not have beaten John McCain. And also, I mean, you know, elephant in the room, Jeb couldn't have stolen Florida for him. That's <laughs> yeah. true. That's... Well, he yeah. might have... Hmm, he might have appointed a... Well, actually... He might have Maybe, still been governor but... at the time, so we'll see. Um, oh, yeah, it might have been like a who's the fucking guy who ran against uh, Stacey Abrams? Uh, Stacey Abrams. I forget his yeah. name. The current, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, but it would have been like that. I could, I could see a situation like that going down just like twenty years early. 
Do we have anything else to add about this episode in particular? Not really. Uh, they start the trapdoor thing with Haley, which I like. Yeah. Like, I, I like the kind of struggle of, like, Haley trying to tell Bush off and just stand, like, literally trying to kill her. I don't yeah. like how it's it's executed in this episode, um, but I like how, I like this, this sets up, uh, Steve getting dragged along on Roger Shannigans and being like, what the fuck is going yeah. on? They, 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 especially in the later seasons, they really start getting meta of, of Steve just being like, no, Roger, I'm actually going to not do this with you. I want to do someone else. Speaking of that, they, they brought up, uh, they, they make a joke about, like, Roger wanting to do mysteries with Steve, uh, in the abusive alien episode. And I was so pissed because I thought this was going to be the first wheels in the leg. No. Which is a high, one of the best things I, they I ever did. I think that's next season, though. Well, well, Spencer yeah. will get to I think he'll enjoy that. Um, wheels in the leg man is probably my favorite part of American Dad. I wouldn't, I don't, know if, I, I don't know if I'd go that far, but it is, like, it's one of Roger's top tier personas. Um, other than that, I think this is just kind of a meh episode. It's but meh good instead of meh bad, which we've been having a yeah. lot lately. Speaking it's of meh interesting. Speaking of which, look forward to next week when we do another fucking Cleveland show episode. <laughs> um, oh god. Oh uh, boy, I'm gonna I'm gonna put in some legwork to try to make that one more interesting. Uh, other than that, um, no, that's gonna do it for American Dad season three. A you know, not not a bad season of television. Um, yeah, just, just kind, very just a bit bland. Solid. Just a little bit bland. Remember to, uh, you know, uh, follow us on Twitter. Yep. Uh, you know, subscribe maybe, to our Patreon if you want to hear us talk yes. about more fringe stuff. Um, as we uh, 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 pivot away from Family Guy, we're definitely going to be talking about like weirder and more off the beaten path stuff for our bonus episodes. So we're about to do Venture Brothers, yes. which is going to be a fun I, one. I forget what yeah. I, I forget what uh, what channel this is on, but um, if we hit a hundred a uh, hundred patrons, we will watch the uh, I forget if it's CB, uh, CBS the, or the, ABC. The, it's Freeform, which uh, used to be ABC Family. Oh, that's I didn't know they very ABC, fun. I, don't, yeah. I didn't know that. It, but basically, we're going to do a uh, a love in the time of Corona. Yeah, a, 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 the yeah. one of the first proper like TV show about Corona. So look forward to that. If you yeah. if we get a hundred so patrons, in- we'll do it. Um, yeah, it looks so insipid. I I fucking hate this thing even from the trailer. Yeah. I also this is our sacrifice to you if you give us money. Also, yeah. by the time this goes up, uh, we'll probably have a YouTube channel. So subscribe to that and, and and remember to like, comment, subscribe, and ring the bell because you know YouTube likes to not put videos into your subscription feed because Google likes to fuck with you. Uh, but no, I think that's gonna do it. And um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, see you next week or in yeah. a few days. Bye bye. Yeah, thank you for Bye. joining us on this very low key episode of those good old fashioned values. I'm just gonna keep talking and we're gonna fade out. This is 102.3 The Buzz. How's everything going, guys? Today we have a song by Van Morrison, Brown Eyed Girl. I know that some people out here have a brown eyed girl. And, uh, Seems today that all you see is violence and movies and sex on TV. And where are those good old fashioned values on which we used to rely? Things that make us laugh and cry